and welcome to this week's episode of Daybreak, the show where fun ideas and occupations come to life. I'm your host, Pippa Schrader, and today we'll have a special pet edition of Daybreak, which means this episode will be centered around pets of all kinds. For our spotlight, we will interview none other than my baby chicks, and after that, we'll talk to Golden Retriever breeder slash therapy dog trainer Judy Essman and learn more about her occupation. Also, after the announcement break, we will have a crazy news story on some of the coolest and most awesome emotional support animals, and a way for you to give your pet a star moment on a future episode. Now, let's get on with the show. This week, our spotlight is on none other than my small chicks and what they have been doing to keep busy these first weeks of their lives. Marigold, the oldest and in salmon favorable chicken, says that the main thing that's keeping her busy is making sure that all the chicks know that she's the oldest and they need to behave when she says so. But that is very hard for Sylvie, who is the second oldest and is silky, a very fluffy chicken, who just loves making trouble and cannot sit still. Luna, the youngest, a silver-laced Wyandotte, just wants everyone to sleep for a little bit and calm down once in a while, while the second youngest bird who is a buff Orphington, and whose name is Winifred, wants everyone to know that she always is there when another chick meets her. Their message to the public during this time is to keep calm and stay fluffy. Thanks, guys! Now it's time for an interview of someone who helps training the loyalist of our favorite fluffy friends, the dog! Judy Esmond sat down with Bryn Campbell on Wednesday for a short interview while the Campbell family started to pick out their new puppy, who is now named Dexter. Bryn, take it away. Hi, Judy. Hi. Okay, so my first question is, what inspired you to become a dog breeder slash trainer? Um, I was able to see that when puppies were raised with activities and challenges and frequent contact with people, that it really shaped who they became as adults and they were better pet puppies for people, um, better for therapy and service work as well. My favorite part is watching both pet puppies and service dogs grow to be loyal and loving companions to their families. Um, I think the hardest part is sometimes puppies are born and sometimes they get sick and occasionally something will happen and that's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, what is the process of training a dog to be a therapy dog? Um, you, it really starts with good manners, good basic obedience, that's the foundation. Um, the right dog has to love people, be comfortable around hospital equipment, um, be able to um, ignore other dogs when they're working, and have a calm demeanor. Yeah, okay. Um, what are things to look for in a good, healthy dog? Um, Clear, bright eyes, clean ears and coat, um, a normal gait, and a a dog that is alert and Mm self-confident. Okay. Um, What are some important traits for a dog to have to become a therapy dog? Um, Some important traits. I think important traits 
um, like we talked about earlier, is that they do have good manners, that they like people, and they like um, to, to be around um, other dogs, but can ignore that. Yeah. Okay, what's a misconception of what it's like to have your job? I think a misconception is that it's not a lot of work because it's really a lot of work if you raise them yeah. correctly and you don't always get a lot of sleep and sometimes people don't realize that that's a big part of it as yeah. well. Okay. Um, and would you recommend this job to other people? Um, I would but they have to know that once a litter is born that they're committed to eight weeks of working that you couldn't vacation during that time or have a lot going on because puppies need a lot of time and attention. Yeah. Okay, um, well, thank you so much. That was great. You're welcome. Thanks to Judy and Bryn for that awesome interview. Now it's time for the rake. Support for this show comes from DNM Graphic Novel Library. DNM Graphic Novel Library is a library subscription service for kids, teens, and maybe even adults too who love graphic novels. This is going to be a summer subscription service that costs $7 a month and will be graphic novels delivered to your door every single week. Sounds pretty cool. Make sure to wait for details on this show, so stay tuned. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back to Daybreak. Did you know that there are animals called emotional support animals, or ESAs, that stay with people all the time and help them with things like anxiety or depression? Today we'll be talking about some unique emotional support animals and how they're helping people today. ESAs are not the same as service or therapy animals. Service animals require more training and have more specific jobs. They can also be mini horses and dogs. And, as we find out, ESAs can be a range of unique animals. One unusual animal story begins with a peacock named Dexter. An artist from Brooklyn was at the airport about to take a flight, and she was getting some strange looks. That's because she had brought her, her emotional support peacock, Dexter, with her. She uses Dexter to help with art inspiration, and Dexter comforts her on a daily basis. She wasn't allowed to bring a peacock on her flight, but Dexter got pretty famous for all the adventures that he goes on with his owner. This is not the only unique ESA animal. There have been stories about ferrets, monkeys, horses, parrots, pigs, and even a five-foot-long, 60-pound alligator named Wally. ESAs help people in many different ways. For example... A writer named Patricia had an emotional support animal named Spidey, who helps her with anxiety. And Cynthia Zhao says that her ESA pigeon, Mew, helps her stay calm and happy. These ESAs are amazing, and it's so cool to hear all about how they're helping people today. and thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Daybreak. I'm your host, Pippish Raider. I would like to say a big thank you to everyone who makes this show possible, including my girls, Sylvie, Winifred, Marigold, and Luna. A big thanks to Judy Esman, who was our interviewer today, Bryn Campbell, our awesome interviewer and editor, and her dog, Dexter. Also, I just wanted to say that 
Thank you to my cats, Oliver and Piccolo, for standing in as my ESAs during this time. But the biggest thank you I have to give is to all the people listening today for checking out my podcast. Maybe you're new, maybe you aren't. Or, and sharing it with listeners. Speaking of listeners, I have a special announcement about how six or more listeners could get their pets featured on the show. If you're listening to this on Anchor, um, please click message and then hit record and talk a little bit about your pet. What its quirks are, what it likes to do, something funny, and then send it to us. Um, and we'll be able to maybe even air it on the show. If you're not on Anchor, though, you can just look up anchor.fm slash daybreak.show and then do the same steps that I just mentioned. Thanks for listening this week, and until next time, hang in there, because the next part of life is always around the corner. Pippa, signing off.